2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, ESV translation, God's word says this, all scripture is breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Our prayer focus today is simply spiritual wisdom. In our text, that is before us today, Timothy is challenged to maintain a close relationship with the Word of God. Paul, his spiritual father, tells him of the benefits that come from such a relationship. He's reminded that it is the scripture which has taught him what he knows about God. It is the Word of God that has fed him, that has led him to that point, this point in his life. The scriptures have have been foundational in making him the man that he is. And he is to continue in them so that he might continue to progress as a believer and a man of God. And friends, You and I need scripture in our own lives as well. If we're going to be all that God wants us to be, if we're going to live life, live it more abundantly and live life on purpose for the glory and honor of God, it will only come through a close relationship with the Bible. If we're to grow as we should in the Lord, and the way he wants us to grow, then we need the word of God. The verses that we read in 2 Timothy chapter 3 has something to say about the whole idea of spiritual wisdom and the purpose of Holy Scripture. Why did God feel that he needed to give us the revelation to the, the revelation to the original authors of the Bible. Why did God feel the need to give his revelation to the original authors of the Bible? Why did God feel the need to exert supernatural power to inspire his word? Why has he demonstrated the same supernatural power in preserving that same word. While I would never presume, assume anything as it relates to how God does what God does, I believe that you and I can look into his word and see for ourselves just why God gave us his word. His word is amazing. 
Did you know that the Bible was written over a period of 1,500 years? The Bible was written by over 40 different authors. Among those are kings and military leaders, peasants, philosophers, fishermen, tax collectors, poets, statesmen, musicians, scholars, and even shepherds. Did you know that the Bible was written in many different places at many different times and by people experiencing many different moods? The Bible addressed hundreds of difficult issues without one single contradiction. That's what makes the Word of God so amazing to me. That the Bible is a book of great diversity and yet in spite of this, it unfolds a single continuous story, literally like a crimson thread from Genesis to Revelation. And it does so without ever contradicting itself. I want you to know that the Bible is a unique book. The Word of God says it is inspired. All scripture is given by God as inspiration. The word inspiration literally means God breathed. And when we study God's word, what do we realize? What is it that God does? There is some biblical inspiration when we read and study God's word. Well, one thing that we we get is we get revelation. And when we study God's word, we get revelation. This is the process whereby a man hears from the Lord just what the Lord wanted, wants to write. And what he wants us to hear. God uses various means for his revelation to man. He he spoke at times through angels. He spoke through an audible voice. He spoke in a still small voice. He spoke through nature. He spoke through animals. He spoke through dreams. He spoke through visions. There's revelation when we read the word. But not only do we see revelation when we read the word, we see inspiration when we read the word. This is how God, uh, this is what it means to that God's word is God, that it has been God breathed. The Bible clearly claimed inspiration for itself. Paul believes his writings were inspired in the book of Corinthians and the book of Thessalonians. And, and Peter believed that his writings were inspired in 2 Peter 3 and 2. And Peter believed that the writings of Paul was inspired in 2 Peter 3, 15 and 16. However, God word has always been inspired. The Bible identifies itself through several different metaphors and I love when you study the word of God and he begins to talk to us about uh, what the word is in our lives and he takes earthly uh, terminology to help us to understand some some deep treasures of spiritual truth. 
when we examine what how the Bible identifies itself, it the Bible identifies itself, God's word identifies itself by calling it a mirror. God's word is a mirror. As a mirror, the word of God, it perfectly reflects the mind of God and the condition of man. The word of God is described as a, a seed in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. When the word is properly planted in the heart, in the human heart, it will bring forth life, growth, and fruit. The word of God is described in the word of God as water. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, and 26, and 27. As water, the word has power to cleanse, quench, and refresh. The word of God is described as a lamp, as a sword, as precious metals, as food, as as milk, as meat, as bread, as as honey, as a hammer, and as as fire. But what I want you to receive here is that the word of God is whatever you need it to be in order that God can help you to be what he created you and purpose for you to be. I've had an incredible time with you this week. And so let, let me end this week by, by talking to you about what the word of God does and why it was so important for God to give us the word of God and why it was actually God breathed. It was God breathed because in the word of God, we discover saving faith. The Bible shows us our condition, our condemnation, and how to obtain our conversion. The Bible shows us our, a crucified, risen Savior who gave his life that all who believe in him might be saved. The word of God is a book about redemption. So when we study God's word, we discover a saving faith. But not only do we discover a saving faith, but we also discover a serving faith. Here, we are commanded to study the Bible. This word study is to delight or to labor or to diligently work to know. If, we, if we'll spend the time that we need in the word of God, we'll be able to rightly divide it. What we rightly divide, we rightly divide the word of God. And this rightly dividing the word of God is a surgical term, if you if you will, that means to make a cut straight. In other words, we ought to obtain correct understanding of the word of God one more time. We must obtain a correct understanding of the word of God. And this will prepare us to be, guess what, workmen, that is, servants of God. So when we study the word of God, we discover, uh, we, we are introduced to saving faith. We are introduced to serving faith. Um, but then we are introduced to what I believe is important as well, and that is we are introduced to equipping, equipping faith. You do know we in the battle, don't we? When when Paul describes the armor, the armor of a believer, he he only mentions one offensive weapon: the helmet, the shield, the breastplate, 
shoes, all of that. But there's only one mention of an offensive weapon, and guess what it is? It's the sword of the Spirit or the Word of God. It is the Logos. The word Logos refers uh, refers to the uh, entirety the entirety of the word of God. It is the same word used in John 1 and 1 that where Jesus is called the word of God. But when we study the word of God and we see the word of God as a mirror, as we see the word of God as milk and meat, we see the word of God as a hammer and a fire, we, we're able, it enables us to grow spiritually makes us wise to be able to teach and understand. But not only does it enable us to grow spiritually, it enables us to go spiritually. That there is a certain work that we must do. There's a certain will that we must pursue. There's a certain way that we must accomplish. And as you and I obey the word of God, we'll find ourselves thoroughly or completely and perfectly furnished or equipped to do the work in this world. Today, will you say it with me? Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, God, for your word. Because God has blessed us beyond our ability to comprehend by giving us the word of God. He has given us an inspired, infallible, inerrant record of himself, his will, and his way. May we take the, this blessed old book, the Bible, and may we love it, may we read it, may we carry it in our hearts. May it develop us, may it feed us, may it lead us, may it, it teach us all the way home to heaven. Let me pray for you. Thank you. Father, we thank you. We thank you for who you are and we thank you for all that you're doing and all that you shall do. Thank you for your love. Your, compa your compassion and being long-suffering. Thank you for the God-breathed scriptures. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for convicting me. Thank you for correcting me. Thank you for training me in the living power inspired word of truth that I may be equipped to carry the work that you have ordained for me to do. Thank you for developing me. Thank you for feeding me. Thank you for leading me. Thank you for teaching me. I pray, Father, that you keep me mindful of the dark days that, that the church is facing today. Father, don't allow that the end times of of your word that, that, that calls me to stumble in the work. 
and walking in the word and walking through your will. Help me to desire your God-breathed word. Help me to know that I have all that I need to equip me to live the life that I need to live and the life that you intend for me to live. In total dependence upon you by the grace through faith. Protect me from satanic deception. Protect us from doctrinal doctrines of demons. Protect us from false teachers. And help us study to show ourselves approved so that we may be thoroughly equipped for every good work to your praise and glory in Jesus name. Amen and amen.